Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 18, Episode 4, The World on Alert. Woo! There's that siren. Yeah! <laughs> Classic Eddie Murphy. Uh, what was it? What was the one where he acted like the guys in San Francisco? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, he made uh, jokes about uh, homosexuals on the roof of cars as sirens. Eddie Murphy. Right, so I was fixing the voice. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, uh, what was it? Was one of his two big stand-ups when he's like wearing the leather suit and stuff? Oh, oh, delirious or whatever. Yeah, because like they just because he used other language to describe them. He's like, <laughs> yeah, they're just on top of cars going wee wee, <laughs> chasing you down. So yeah, <sighs> there he goes. I think I think it was the second one because he kind of like uh, Chappelle like made some jokes in the first one. Everyone went in uproar, and he kind of doubled down then right. uh, in the second. Yeah, it was delirious, and the fuck was the other one? I want to say bad, but it's obviously not. Uh, it's some, yeah, delirious, and I don't know. Mm. I feel like they were both on Netflix for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, delirious is with the red. So suit. I think that's the second one. Yeah. Got 83. I forgot yeah. he got big that early. Before he got into those trans Raw. feet. Raw was Raw. the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the sequel Raw. Yeah, Raw wasn't was a uh, 87. So Delirious was Oh, so that was the first. Okay, so Delirious yeah, was the first. Yeah. Okay, so Raw's the second. Delirious has like the whole like uh, the poop in the bathtub and all that kind of right, stuff. Too, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, or like how shitty hamburgers his mom made him and stuff. It's like you know, <laughs> Wonder Bread or something. Um, I was more of a Wonder Bread and hot dog. Fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any. Hey, that was that was a treat. When when that sandwich came out for hot dogs, I was always mm. stoked. I'm like, wow, why can't we do this all the time? But uh, well, you did. It is something about that. Well, I did do it recently. Yes, as seven hot dogs. <laughs> I did my own uh, Coney Island challenge for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because it's keto. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, minus the bread, right? Whatever fillers in the cock meat, but you know, as long as you're replicating Steven Seagal choreography, uh, Aikido choreography while you're exactly. eating. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. use the food's fat against itself. Yes, you flop the dong away and then in. It's a very nonviolent way of eating. Yeah. <laughs> you let oh. the glizzy slitty down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to a classic Monday night. We are not streaming on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens tonight. Um we should figure that out, though, for even when we're remote. It's, yeah, it's on my list, and obviously it's like at work, and th- I don't know. I for me, We should yeah. carve out a half hour before the next Patreon record and just fuck with it and see, and then, you know, because then we're right. more normally or something, but... Um, well, yeah, I th- yeah, it's like, yeah, we need, like... Well, I need to download Twitch here first. Yeah, there's some steps I'll do, and then, yeah, we can... And make sure your cam is working and stuff, but... Right, right. Because um, it's just nice to... It's just nice to see each other. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. we, we pay for the Zencaster video thing, right. which we've never used. <laughs> it's like we might yeah. as well. And I guess it, because uh, there's a few podcasts I listen to, but it did like for us, it would totally go in and out of like uh, pixel. You know, it's like as, as bandwidth right. permits, it'll be low res looking to us. But then it like, if we ever like wanted to put it on YouTube or something, then it would be 
they know fix it or whatever. So, yeah. um, but uh, pretty smart company, Zencaster. We should invest in them. <laughs> Only if we had an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Monday night. Uh, but usually we are uh, live recording the show sorry live chatting during the recording of the show on twitch.tv slash probing ancient alien you can join us it's usually around uh six to seven ish p.m pacific time you can support the show over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for only the five dollar tier or higher you get adventurous ghost which is our ghost adventures podcast uh very similar to probing ancient aliens but based in on the um covering the uh, travel channels mega popular Zach Bagans and his Ghost Adventures yes. crew. Ghost Adventures. Uh, the other is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of paranormal and alien, UFO, whatever related topics, or sometimes just movies we like. So um, uh, it's already more than halfway through the month, and we haven't done one for December yet. But uh, yes, becomes- well, I was going to say also on the list of free time activities this mm-hmm. weekend next. Uh, I think in the moment, my Wednesday is pretty open during the day. Cool. Okay. And or tomorrow, but we can chat more after we're yeah, done yeah, here. Sure. I think one of those two will work, but um, where we'll be, well, we'll, and or we'll be discussing and or. No, we are, we're not, but. Um, well, I need to finish and or so we can do oh, no, that. I was kidding. Yeah, just because I brought, I keep Well, I mean, it goes in line with our, our series of, of things, but. It does. Um, yes. And you haven't watched the Graham Hancock show yet? No, same, same thing. Yeah, we actually had a, a listener. I messaged him a little while before the show, uh, saying he loves the show, but he really wants us to talk about Graham Hancock's hypocrisy. Um, which I'm assuming he's bringing up again because of the, cause it's, it's ancient apocalypse, right? Is the show. Yeah, um, I think so. But he said, he's saying that, uh, Graham Hancock is being a hypocrite because he's also, talking like the ancient astronaut theorist where he's saying that that primitive ancient people couldn't do it he never says that and it took and it took the advanced ancient people no he's saying it. that no one can just overnight so yes there are primitive mm-hmm. people again if the advanced people were there he's just that's at this at that point though he's just putting out theories right and he's not stating it like a fact but he's saying there's primitive we've always walked because because the argument's like well, why is there this primitive nation and not everyone's advanced? It's like, look at today. Right. There's places. Look at today. Today, there are competitive today. eaters. Yeah, and there's um, everyone else. Okay, there's third world countries. There's indigenous people that you know live off the land. There's farmers. There's all sorts of ranges there's, of like. There's homeless gentlemen that walk around with iPhones. Yeah, you know, they're there's, talking on the phone to no there, one. There's Garys that you know sleep on a bike in the park laying right. down. I don't know how you do that. All the bike is 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 going. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's how they get around the laws of not yeah. moving and stagnating too much. Um, but yeah, it's like so he he's just saying yes, we've all lived around these gross lower people. No. Um, <laughs> You know, there's primitive people today that live with us. So why wouldn't that have happened back in the past? And if something happened, then those advanced people could help the more primitive people move, you know, exactly yeah. their society. Because because what his whole point is, no one just wakes up and decides to build a megalith. Right. right? Exactly. They don't do it perfect or the skill level they've done it their first try. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. 
oh, when you, you know, I'm sh- a shitty woodworker. So it's like, okay, I built this crappy little table and then now I built a better one and this and that. And it, you know, you progress and that's just one person, table. one life. I would. Yeah. <laughs> but I use some like... of their bones. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's more this, hey, no, it's not an overnight thing, which, you know, right. modern day archaeologists like to believe. Exactly. It just popped up out of nowhere. It's like, right. Like, no. Yeah, like, yeah, no one's going to keep the failed projects, you know, right. or they're going to build on top of it or, or the fact that this is here and this old means there's even older things that didn't exist or we just haven't found yet. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just a simple, like we kind of like we were talking about last episode, the sacred, you know, underneath the sacred temples or whatever, uh, Every culture around the world builds and even even up to fairly modern times, like the entire city of like Edinburgh in Scotland, there's whole tours about how uh, called and it's about it's it's called um, uh, the closes like uh, like it's a close but but plural. Right. But it's because it's these tight little alleyways and rooms which used to be above ground, but they were older, older, just, you know, fucking rock, you know, stacked, paved rooms but that became a foundation for all the more modern streets and buildings because it's all and then you know it's made into sewers and like stuff like that because they're not going to go dig out and destroy you know they didn't have wrecking balls they didn't have miley cyrus there you know to fly (laughs) around and blow up walls and stuff so it's like yeah we'll just build we'll build more stone on previous stone we're not going to you know reinvent the fucking wheel you know it's like every culture builds like that so it also stands to reason then not to be like the I don't know. It's not a slippery soap argument, but it's like kind of like, uh, you know, it's just making assumptions, I guess. But it's it's such a pattern throughout all events. I mean, all these fucking LIDAR scans are fine. Oh, new a, a new entire bigger ring of structures deeper in the ground from uh, under Stonehenge has been found. You know, it's like right. shit like that. It's like they're constantly building stuff or just the earth is also just filling in dirt and sand, you know what I mean? And they're not going to yeah. go dig it out, you know? So, yeah. I mean, if you have a shitty shed in the back of your house, like most people do or in their property up at the lake, uh, you're going to see the earth just kind of take it over. Right. Except for the spots where the foil <laughs> kept the rats out. Exactly. That's how you keep the rat man out. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll never forgive you. <laughs> you're, past, you're far past that point. It can't you be. owe him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a big debt to the rat man. Right. <laughs> um but uh anyway there you go sir we talked about no but we'll we'll cover ancient apocalypse um probably not well i mean maybe maybe if we do adventurous ghost first maybe i can watch um uh, yeah, the show during my yeah. week off or something but we'll see yeah. uh, well and i was thinking too we still gotta hook up with bobandy for the uh, oh yes yeah, patreon yeah, yeah. as well again doesn't have to be this month but popped in the old noggin too. as well the creeps um <laughs> uh, uh if you want to support the show if you want to uh sport some apparel uh for the show with the show's logo on there um you can even get a beer there drunk that shirt like i recently got uh at my family birthday party uh because my wife bought a bunch of great excellent high quality t-shirts from black hole supply company.com run by shipped in a timely manner <laughs> run, run by his truly Steve on the show right now, but uh, yeah, it's Steve's uh, company. He sells disc golf discs, disc golf apparel as well. Uh, again, I got a bunch of disc golf shirts with exclusive art by our friends. Uh, I'm wearing the grip lock shirt right now, the new one. So did the, uh, mm. the blanks are always good, but are the blanks the same still? Cause they seem actually even nicer. Like they fit. better. Uh, I feel like I 
didn't make any new ones for this. So I they should yeah, be the same, but I could be or, wrong. Or I've just worn the living shit out of the ones for the well, last year. I think you've definitely worn the shit out of them. And I think uh, Harris hit me up. I've got an IOU for, I thought there was a uh, Skinwalker in there as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So. I yeah, there was a mix-up snafu with the bags. So. I'm excited to wear the the beer there shirt, which is very like it's you know. <laughs> I think I made that one for you, for the for you for because oh, I think nice. we just had a long sleeve before because someone randomly requested a long sleeve and then never ordered it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> remember some yeah, listener yeah. was like, "Make a long sleeve." Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be fun to wear. <laughs> Pretty much how I look now, and you both vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's like because I got those Kinwalker shirts a while ago too, which again I thought I gave you guys, but clearly didn't. I'm like, I can't wear the like it's literally my face well you know drawn yeah. pretty accurately. Because the, the probing one, it's like if somebody sat and like looked at the back and then looked at your face. Yeah. Looked, especially if we were like together somewhere, they might figure might something figure out. Yeah. Out, you know, but right, not yeah, that we the, were doing it to be whatever, but yeah, the way Josh yeah. uh, Dorsch Corner drew it, that uh, yeah. Speaking uh, of which, um, maybe we take the Patreon dollars, but I got to talk to my wife, but uh, yeah. we got to buy them alien con tickets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yes. Yes, we do. Because um, I know, uh, yes, my wife will want to join us. Yes. Uh, I don't know if Harris will as well, but um, I don't know. Because yeah, it's only Saturday and Sunday. It's not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's a little easier. Oh, they did it. They compressed it a little bit. Probably smart um, for sure. But uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, there was another uh, similar topic. It wasn't any shit. I forgot. Well, whatever. We'll move on. It'll it'll, it'll come to me. And Bobandy, you have no excuses not to fly out this time. That's true. Yeah, you got months, three months uh, to get three months. Out. No COVID, no daughters in high school. Right. <laughs> That's right. They both graduated. They're both of age. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, blackholesupplycompany.com. Make sure and spell all those words out. Uh, and uh, and if you're in the Southern California, specifically the Orange County area, you can visit the physical location of Black Hole Supply Company within Cape and Cowl Collectibles. That's Cowl, not cow. <laughs> uh, at 9525 Garfield Avenue, like the cat. Sweet. The letter C, as in cat, to, uh, to Mountain Valley, California. Nine two seven zero eight. Go ahead and leave Steve a uh, a nice Google review, a nice five star Google review. Uh, well, um, one other thing I'm going to start uh, hounding people for, not necessarily on this call, uh, <laughs> uh, is the U disc. So I got Fat oh, Matt, yeah. he did it, or Ding Dong, I should say, Gorsh did it. Um, I got to remind Brandhard to do it. I have the app open right now. I'm not going to uh, do it right now, but yeah. I will leave the app open. Get the old star ratings up on there as well. I forgot about that. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. We said, oh, I said, Josh, it reminded me we had a, we, this, this is, you know, this will bleed a little bit into how you doing, but remind me to tell the story of a Chinese comment that um, our AV guy said, I won't, I won't <laughs> say his company or anything, but anyway, just remind me of that in a second. Was um, he of Asian descent who made the comment? He does not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you consider right. Eurasia. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we do have a segment here, which you actually get to do today, called Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you, the little Pearl astronauts out there, to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, 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 Spotify, 
Amazon Music, any podcatcher uh, that you listen to your music on, but Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the biggest for sure. Um, give us a five-star rating, review us in the comments of that rating. We'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out, just like Anedgo did, uh, who gave us five stars and wrote, Best Ancient Aliens Podcast. Do you want an alien slash high strangers podcast where one dad is an uptight neat freak and the other is a sloppy carefree bachelor and together they are raising a daughter that neither one knows who is the father? If so, then this is the podcast for you. <laughs> Even Joey will have you laughing out loud as they review each episode of the TV show Ancient Aliens and they do this while mixing in a little about their personal lives, their zany friends and families, and their love for steampunk related musicals. <laughs> well, I, never, I didn't finish reading it before. before so enjoy. And go. Thank you, Anedgo. Uh, mucho appreciado. Beautiful. Gracias. Uh, this was the, sorry, this was uh, in addition to the uh, the guy that we had over here. But um, uh, I was talking to uh, Mr. Pacuza that you know. I uh, was back at uh, oh, the, uh, yeah, the old yeah, company HQ Europe. for the Christmas party last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And I was hanging out with your brother most of the time, a little bit with my boss and stuff too, but um, hanging out with your brother and uh, was talking to to him um, and Mr. Pacuza came up and he, you know, he was like, he, he we hadn't talked. Yeah, to he's a, a big time. ghost guy. So not, well, yeah. And then he was like, like, uh, he was like, you, you guys are doing a, a, a aliens podcast or somewhere, a paranormal podcast. Right. And I was, and I told him, you know, we've been doing the Skinwalker Ranch thing, whatever. And, uh, and he was like, oh, he was like, I was so skeptical until about a year ago. And then I decided. So now he he has a YouTube channel that he's <laughs> capturing EVPs on. So he's he, he like goes on <laughs> investigating well, a lot. Even back years ago, my brother told me because he's like, yeah, this person uh, would, yeah, go out and do his own recordings and activities. Right, right. Yeah. Because he and, goes to uh, Ortega Highway because that's apparently which did Zach Bagans go there? Uh, I don't know. That's apparently one of he's been to a um like a a vineyard in Diamond Bar, which is not Ortega Highway, but it's like kind of you know uh, not L.A. because California. Apparently, that's one of the most. Again, I'm going to name a stat that doesn't make any sense. One of the most haunted places in the country Mm -hmm. because it's so it's such a deadly road that there's just all these right, right, right. um, and it's so windy. Tons of motorcycles. I think it's like it's thing is one of the highest, if not the highest. Uh, per capita yeah. motorcycle at deaths is on yeah the 70, yeah, 74 or whatever highway 74 yeah so west coast elitism but down here like basically where mission view roughly or san juan capistrano connects to a shitty place called uh Marietta where thick nick <laughs> lives um <laughs> but it's this like mountainous windy roads all these bikers which I feel like we've talked about this before, but because when I was in Ohio and I said where I was from at this like bike, like a bicycle store, this one guy's like, oh, my dreams to ride my Harley through the Ortega Highway. Is it a biker bar like, out in Ohio? <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, a bicyclist bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was like a shop or something, but there's yeah. biker bars on that road and all that stuff. But because there's so many deaths and accidents, there's cars just all over the place on yeah, the side yeah. of it. Like, tumble down but it's cheaper to leave them to, than to like dig them out so exactly. <laughs> i know he would yeah uh mr paluki uh was uh oh he's going there and recording i think because you can camp and stuff too right uh he also said that there is a cemetery close to uh pasadena that he's gotten mm. like insane um evps from he's also yeah. um he had a, an interesting story where he was he was like one of the ones that like completely tipped him over from being a complete skeptic 
um, to believing that obviously something intelligent is responding is like he uh, he was at Greyfriars uh, Cemetery in um, in my now hometown of Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, but it's in the it's in the old town of Scotland, and, and uh, uh, Sarah and I have been there when we went. We stayed in Edinburgh. And uh, they have like the Greyfriars Bobby, which is this little dog statue, and there's a soul lore about how the the dog like stayed by his uh, the the night watchman's. You know, I'm probably butchering the story. Like stayed by the night watchman was so loyal that even when the night watchman died, he he stayed by his grave uh, until the dog died or something too. So oh, uh, classic uh, Futurama. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and people you know touch the st- rub the statue and right, stuff. right. And um, but anyway, he was over there in Scotland and. Um, he, uh, he was asking like very specific questions and there was supposedly this, the grave of a little girl who had died. Um, and he brought some toys and, uh, he like set them out or whatever. And he was like, he was like, Hey, you know, do you want to play with these toys? Is there anyone here? Like blah, blah, blah. And then he literally heard like in a, on his EVP played it back in like a, a Scottish. And he's like, there was nobody around except for the crowd that's walking down the street. But the street is like a hundred and some feet away and he was behind the church is like a small little mm-hmm. church but um but he literally like like right next to the speaker here like he's like it was sounded silly but he's like i want me doll like it was like a, like like a like lucky the freaking, charms yeah. lucky charms thing or whatever yeah but uh uh he was like i can't do a scottish accent but <laughs> uh <laughs> in flat pizza snap pizza yeah or, or but like in the pasadena one he's asked like what color is his shirt and the, you know that is some old lady told him like well it's green son or like something mm. and he's had like he said he gets he said he only keeps the class A EVPs that are clearly a tonal human voice. Um right. He gave me his YouTube too. I'll have to I'll have to give him a little plug next time. But yeah. uh Yeah, uh, did you talk to him about his his other theory, which is funny? Uh that only thing. Chicago pizza is pizza. Well, not just that, but I mean that's great too. Right. <laughs> uh no, he he doesn't believe aliens or UFOs are real at all. Like he thinks that's oh, the right. most ridiculous thing in the world to believe. But then yeah, he hyper believes in UF or in uh, ghosts. Yeah, he only he only mentioned he's like he's like, you guys are just doing alien stuff though, right? Like so maybe that he didn't like go deeper than yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. I forgot about that. I remember you'd mentioned that before, but because uh, <laughs> he he's a goofy man uh and he'd be like hey, hey steve look at this just like, and my brother would be like yeah what the fuck is it he's just taking pictures with his cat um he's like no see it's the cat's but the cat's looking at a ghost so you can yeah. see it so oh, what yeah. is it looking oh at? So yeah, yeah. you're just like what the fuck are you talking about there's nothing in this photo the cat's looking off you're yeah. looking at the cat um by nose recordings were probably a little better and he's into right. music um i think his band is blood temptation Oh, is a newer one he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just he again, he play? he's a silly guy. It's a one man death metal band or black metal. I oh, wow. Say, but oh. yeah, because <laughs> he's all into like the heavy death metal, death metal black metal, all that oh. stuff. All right. Uh, no, we um, uh, I did try to like I was talking to him about kind of the the unified field theory of the paranormal, right? right? Like linking all of the linking cryptids and ufo phenomena and ghosts and everything kind of together and you know was talking to him about you know Jacques valet and keel and patrick harper all, all these writers and whatever and i tried to turn him on to uh, he told me to just message him on his youtube tried to get him real turned on you know tried to, well i tried to get him uh to explain hellier 
but then they announced a big raffle at the Christmas party, and then we just kind of both left <laughs> after that. But uh, I'll probably hit him up. But yeah, it would be fun. We could go with him because we have some of the gear, but he has a lot too. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and, th- and that's kind of why I brought up his music is he is knows how to record right, like, like exactly. audio and things. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, knows yeah. what to listen for and what. Right. He, he's not just some goof with a a microphone. Right. Some freak <laughs> with, a freak with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? From Wayne's World. Wayne's World. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. But uh, so, so specifically, he's like, you're just a freak with a microphone because they were, he was like, not, you know, Harry Shear's character was not right, right, right. the whole time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so point being, he knows his audio equipment. He yeah. has good stuff and actually can use it. He's the Bill Tully of uh, our. <laughs> I mean, he's got the same vibe. Yeah. But, um, uh, oh, I, and I, I mentioned um, that we had done the David Omenhouse thing before the pandemic. And he, he's like, did you guys just go by yourself? And I was like, oh, no, no. It was like a whole, you had to pay for it. And he was like, oh, who was hosting it? And I was like, oh, it was OC Ghosts and Legends. He like made a face. He's like, I know those guys. Which, yeah, those goof, there's some shitty f- festival thing or con coming up and it it looks really crappy but they're pumping up the it was a big deal that the head of oc ghosts and legends will be there and then i looked at his profile he has 200 followers yeah exactly (laughs) uh which is his weird little group of chicks who probably think he is attractive kind of like the disneyland bands you know that uh we've talked about at length before but um for that well mentioning that for those don't know probably at disney world too in florida but there are band there's there are bands that play or played at california adventure which is the little side park on uh, disneyland out here in orange county and there's a state and there's the it's, it was like the mad hatters ball or something like that right like band, yeah, the band was the, the, what was the band called was it called mad hatter or I it was called so, like it was hat or something because he was it was the dude the main singer was dressed up like the johnny depp mad hatter and like all of you know it was so fucking terrible a weird crossover of people that are obsessed with disneyland but also then like you know this basically have a groupie mindset they then became obsessed with like that band there. Yeah, and they'd go every night and they had fan pages. And, like literally like, bought like and... a premium Disneyland pass just to be able to see that band whenever they wanted, like whenever they right. were playing. And they would go all the time. Yes. So Which um, one of the people I know that was into that also befriended one of the uh, Ghost Adventures crew and I can never remember which one it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said it was Aaron, I think, like was friendly. I, I mean, I I feel like it probably he's was he's a him. big Disneyland dude. Like yeah. he's at Disneyland all, even though he lives in Vegas, he's at Disneyland all the time. Yeah, because I know they would post pictures wise, with you know? him, I think, at Disneyland or something, too. And I would think, well, I would think everyone but Zach is probably the most approachable. But um, I'm sure Zach is, too, but he's a germaphobe, so he's not. Well, based on Zach's story, he was at a store and someone, you know, phoned in their friend and then he did a video chat with them watching the show. So, yeah. Gotta, he's got to promote himself as a human being, you know. So, uh, <laughs> he does. He does post. He he has a love for crazy homeless people and their behavior as well. So <laughs> do connect with him. He'll share that something. He's definitely done it less because now that the right now is PC. The yes, it's you know we we're you know you're supposed to call them unhoused people and things like that and and uh, uh, making. <laughs> Making fun of their existence and their mental health issues or drug addictions or both is uh, a little less it's pretty great, <laughs> but it's still <laughs> uh, like a fart. It's never not funny. But um, anyway, thank you. And go for that uh, news. Nothing. I don't know. I don't have anything specifically that stands out 
in a big way. Uh, again, James Webb telescope stuff is is just barfing at it. You so look that up too. Um, I mean, hey, you could just go on Twitter and look up UFO stuff for all the content that's been in the, that's in this episode we're covering today too. So this is basically like UFO Twitter, the show now. But uh, uh, we're gonna go to a little segment that uh, Alan, our newest patron, uh, is gonna ask of us how you doing steve how you doing joey i'm doing okay uh yeah i forgot yeah so last week we took a little time off uh so yeah that weekend went to something i'd never been before but it was a staple just around us it was the staples uh, in right our, around um, uh, close, down the corner yeah <laughs> it was close to staples center or formerly staples centers at the forum went to <laughs> K Rock's almost acoustic Christmas. Oh, that's right. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, Steve hates. I know it's not all acoustic, but I was like, Steve hates one thing almost more than everything else, and that's acoustic guitars. Right. Which that <laughs> event is. That's why it's called almost because yes. it's none of it's acoustic. Right. It's, it's yeah. not like it's an actual. Rock, it's just the <laughs> K Rock type band. So uh, there's James Eat World. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Death Cab. Not allowed, and we're not allowed to say the acronym of that band. So, okay, stop. <laughs> uh, People do yeah. just write in all caps. Jew. I went to the yeah. Jew. Show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, that show was interesting because, yeah, it was something fun to do. You know, uh, my sister the, Laura's favorite bands. I was gonna say, I feel like that was on on their list uh, of things to watch. Yes. Um, but there's some newer bands. There's a band called Wet Leg there. It's a fun, fun. Uh, Wet Leg? Wet Leg, yes. Oh. Fun fun band. It's like girl singers and stuff. A uh, couple other ones. The one I can't get out of my head because the man looks like a pig-faced bully <laughs> is Youngblood. Oh, yes. And I don't know yeah. if anyone's ever. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. He's but very he was just like young people, yes. Yeah, and he just has this face that looks like an asshole. Yes, exactly. And he's like very British. Which, and, like, do you the, think he had surgery? Because I just saw a video of him the other day and I was like, hey, does he like have plastic surgery or does he I just mean, I think he's like just that? that classic like um buzz from Home Alone style, yeah, like yeah. pig nose, yeah, chubby but not fat. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh God, and yeah. he was just it's he has like a I don't know, like that that nose looks like a nose job nose and he has like the lips, but maybe he right. just is like that. I don't I, know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he's too young and too whatever to have gotten work yeah. done like that. Yeah. But yeah, he just was like running around. But it was so annoying because he's fucking, fucking British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he did another like, I guess like Machine Gun Kelly went from pop to rock now and that's like his big thing right now. But that's all I know about him for the most part. Sorry, I went mute because it yanked out my headphones. Um, <laughs> no, but he was like, the the one dumb thing was like, he's just like, oh, I'm British, I'm from England, I'm London, oi, oi. And like, I'm just, London. Yeah, I'm literally, Midland. literally, like, Cockney style, like, yeah. everybody been to a show in England? Yeah. All right, well, we're back. He, and like, he just <laughs> kept yelling about how he was British. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, like he's a Tim and Eric character. It was, yeah, because he was like, Bending over, he's like, "Oh yeah, give me bomb, me bomb. Oh, Look at me." I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> that yeah, I wanted to kill him because it's like, God, this guy's so yes. And yeah, he was like, I mean, he had high energy. He was like running around the whole time and sweating like a oh, freak. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like <laughs> probably one of the more annoying of all the the bands <laughs> we saw there. Um, 
But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the Black Keys played. Did your wife have a particular band or band she wanted to see there? Well, we actually, well, this is the other annoying part. We wanted to see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Mm-hmm. And they dropped out like two days before. Oh. It got replaced okay. by one of my all-time hated bands, which is right Social up. Distortion. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The uh, Social D-Bags, as yes. we like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been so. to the forum is where the Clippers play. Uh, no, forms where the Lakers, well, Clippers might have, but the Lakers used to. Okay. Then they all they moved to Staples the Center, then it kind of got run down, then they revamped it into right, right, right. Um, this like pure music kind of venue. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, but anyways, yeah. It, town, I remember. What's up? Uh, yeah, that definitely used to be pretty sketch. It's still a little sketch. I meant literally like 1992 when my dad <laughs> took me to a Clippers game because we got free tickets because my uncle worked for, he was the head uh, NBA coverage guy and NBA and hockey for the Long Beach Press Telegram back then. So he got like yeah. uh, fucking gnarly seats to all these things, Ducks games and stuff like that. Anyway. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, overall, again, a fun night, but just kind of funny. Yeah, like. Yeah, those bands played. Uh, how long is a show like? Like, are they playing like two or three songs a piece, or how does no, that they, work? So I was, yeah, like, oh god, that's gonna be long because it was like eight bands. But what they do is they have a spinning stage. So like, literally, when one band's playing, the other one's getting set up. To when they stop, they flip mm. the stage. So every band probably had like oh. half an hour, forty minute set. Oh wow. Um. So yeah, they they again everything was like a pretty good performance. So, um, and it was just nice because it wasn't the like. 15, 20 minutes in between. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Nice. Um, uh, and then this weekend, yeah, what's it called? Just getting through the crazy holiday shit of work. Uh, yeah, we did end up hitting up the old Lamy Sunday. Uh, Herney actually showed up for once. Oh, nice. Uh, I had he's my first. Playing, he's been betraying and playing ball golf a lot. Yeah, he claims he hasn't done anything in like three to four weeks, but uh, no, wow. he's definitely in the ball golf realm. Does he have a new girlfriend? He did, but then that ended oh, okay. uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't uh, into San Clemente as much as yeah, I was. It's I just, just different values and how close <laughs> we should be to the ocean at all times. <laughs> um, but I had my first field ace in a long time. So. Oh, nice. Nice. I, uh, yeah, yeah congrats about 140. To, congrats to Dorsh Corner for getting his first actual ace. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. After 20 some years of playing. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I had a bunch of birdie. I mean, the, the baskets were in the short, so a lot yeah, of birdie, yeah. but just some misses. So overall, it was a, a good, uh, I feel like some, oh, yeah, Ding Dong Fundy. Because you had classic. a really bad session last La Mirada. Exactly, session, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ding Dong Bundy did his classic sidearm a putter. Right into the lake. Oh my god! After I literally, we, I mean, you, yeah, we were just talking and joking about how he continues to. I literally would like the other day was like, I don't know why I'm even explaining this to you, Matt, because you will never understand basic aerodynamics and stability under stability of discs and the flight numbers and wind and direction like tailwind versus headwind. You will never understand it. Like it's so I so caught cool. it on film, so I will be posting. <laughs> nice. Um but yeah he like he so <laughs> for everyone so there's a hole that we play and there's like water on the right and there's like a tree tunnel. So he like whacked whacked off the trees early. Mm-hmm. Then a second shot he thought he could sidearm an envy. 
and just threw it directly into the ground and it just straight rolls right into the he wanted to get his own holy <laughs> shot his own james comrade oh, oh yeah comrade holy shot oh yeah i think i put that as a caption because i think i uh, tonked yeah. it but um yeah he always does this shit on the holes around the lake at that right. horse. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I threw the mermaid because I'm like, all right, you know, test run. It floats in water. So right. super confident. And then he Colloquially does Colloquially known as the Pennywise disc. Yes, exactly. We yes, all. They all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, he, yeah, that was good. I have been there with him for at least three water losses on. Oh, yeah, because he, that whole nine, he chucked it. And then there was, I remember we bought a steer at Murrieta on a Saturday, went oh, to yeah. Lamarada, I think with you on a Sunday, <laughs> and then he instantly threw it into the water. Right. Because it like was second the other one that he had died, right? Yeah. That he no, that he water. lost, I think, in Murrieta or something. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he like lost it, bought it, lost it again, like all within three days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that disc. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I think I kind of feel like my brain's like a computer that's been left on for three weeks. Like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, kind yeah. of out of memory, like yes. basic functions are difficult, but, yes. uh, hopefully we'll get some eased up days here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually took, I randomly took today and, and tomorrow off, uh, just to have a longer kind of post birthday weekend, but, um, birthday's not till the 22nd, but you know, family, like th- this coming weekend is Christmas. So, uh, we're not going to do that all at once, but, uh, uh, Sarah and my birthday is close together. So we celebrated this past weekend, but yeah, uh, but then nice little bonus, uh, went to a big all hands meeting, uh, in the office. Um, also one of the, one of the most, a new annoying thing that I hate that makes me not want to go into the office even more than I already don't want to go in. Uh, cause I have a remote contract, so I don't have to technically win, but I only live like 15 minutes from the office. I could, but, uh, I only get less done at the office. And so despite lots of passive aggressive pressure from my boss or other people or whatever, <laughs> like to come in, um, I technically don't have to, but I'm happy to go in for like big events. Certainly, you know, we had our Christmas party. There was a big all hands meeting and, uh, the thing, the new thing that I hate more than almost anything is the Joey, I haven't seen you in so long. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like everyone that walks by, even though I talk to them daily (laughs) uh, (laughs) on calls and whatever, it's that I'm like, Oh my God, I want to fucking kill them. But, uh, but yeah, they announced that uh, the entire office would be closed from the 26th to the second. Well, yeah. And that's just work from home. Well, uh, well, Hey, the president said, don't work from home. He, he said, he said, if you really need to, then if you have to work from home, oh. we encourage you not to, then, uh, then don't come in the office. My, I will be here. But my wife said they, she was uncertain and apparently someone clarified and he sent a note. So you might want to double check that it's work from home. And if you already took PTO, use those PTO days. This is not PTO. Wow. That's crazy. So, <laughs> so then if that's the case, then that is ridiculous yeah uh, it's the treat is that you can work from home you don't have to come to the office which is which just barely happened like just barely reversed anyway in the last year but right yeah that is ridiculous but but yeah the the president was saying take take the time off be with your family like blah 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 like that's the half measure shit you know what i mean like 
why not just say everyone has it off? You know what I mean? But because because right. everyone's like, well, we'll we'll have these Zoom free days or whatever, or you guys say take a day off, but then we just come back and everything's piled up even more because you know what I mean? Like they're they're having this right. whole like mentality of like uh we were trying we know everyone's burnt out from this shitty year that's like the past shitty year so mm-hmm. we don't want you to burn out and quit so here's this week off basically but if that's the case that's really super late. yeah double check i'll see if she has an email but she like had a big letter open because she was like wondering she's like oh they answered my question right yeah, uh, and it was that you're still working just not in the office that is insane although a lot of people have been canceling meetings that week so well, again that's where i i'm i'm not off but i'm like telling people like uh let's just update via email you know right exactly just let's all chill out please <laughs> but uh and it's and it sucks because it's like i was like oh maybe this is a weird little return to form for the old days where like the entire industry would shut down for those last couple weeks but uh well, in the probably, digital world that has eroded. I was going to say, in, in the DTC ecom, that is an unfortunate thing of the past. Exactly. Yeah. So, bummer. Um, well, I remember when I was there, and the president was like, "Okay, everyone, Zoom free all of Thanksgiving week." I'm like, "Cool. This is when I'm going to be working seven to eight exactly. days in a row, yeah. nonstop." <laughs> and you just told everyone else they can have the a whole week off and exactly. I'll never be able to make that back up. Like a, it's going to be more difficult and be, when do I get my zoom free week then to make exactly. up? Yeah. And you'll say, take a comp day, but you'll never, it'll never happen. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey, president, former president, you're off getting massages yeah. on Venmo. <laughs> and share, that's so fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, um, Anyway, so, but, yeah. uh, how are you doing, Joe? Uh, well, I fine. guess we're kind of into you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, birthday. Um, did like the family. So turning forty this year. Uh, Sarah's turning thirty six, and uh, so even though it was both, she, you know, she's like thirty six. Doesn't matter. Forty is a big birthday, but um, still it was like a dual party. But it was. Uh, had the family over. Uh, she had. She did a, a really amazing job with the uh, decorating. She made it disc golf themed. Um, she had uh, AstroTurf <laughs> uh, <laughs> like table cover covers and plates, a tablecloth and plates, and then she um, had a, a custom little birthday sign uh, that you know about saying saying uh, it's still up, and I can't remember the first two parts, but. Uh, it's, it was like happy birthday, your four T and it was F O R E T E like the golf terms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she had a, uh, uh, she had, I, I now have a little, uh, it's plastic, but it has real chains with the little, the little, um, tabletop basket, oh, nice. the little, yeah, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, we did, a. uh, I asked, um, thick Nick that I mentioned a lot, my brother-in-law and my sister, uh, to to do the they've done basically like a cat's deli for like a new york cat's deli clone recipe of pastrami before and Mm. it was like i thought it was better than the one that we when we ate it because we all ate at cat's deli together years ago on a vacation and um uh it is the best pastrami like overall because you know they got the brisket in there and then they're they're brining it smoking it like all that fun stuff so fucking good and then i make um a uh, there's a Detroit Jewish deli called Zingerman's and uh, uh, they've been around forever. And I, I started like with a, a recipe of their Russian dressing, you know, AKA thousand Island. 
um, that I've kind of tweaked and stuff. And uh, even people that don't usually like Thousand Island are like, oh my God, this is good. Because I use like shallots instead of onion. I mean, they're similar, but it basically becomes like an onion relish. So it's not just like a sweet mayo ketchupy sauce. It's like, it's like chili sauce, which is cocktail sauce instead of ketchup. So it's like, it's a lot more flavorful and, and uh, people were dipping their fries in it, which everyone said I'm gross for doing that, but I do <laughs> I'm as dipping the steak fries in there, but uh, uh, very difficult to get marble rye in, in orange County. Uh, right. And they, they had to go to like a, a complete right. <laughs> right. <laughs> apostrophe T. Um, they had to go all the way to the bakery by where we used to live in Long Beach, which mm. now has a bread bakery within it. And makes even Catella Deli doesn't have Deli, stop making marble rye. Oh, weird. Little Benji's in Tustin. No marble. They don't really sell bread separately anyway. It's like just meat and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, nobody. Fuck. I'm going to have to fucking make it in the future, I guess. Make right. some loaves. But um, but uh, yeah, I had fried. And then and then Ashley, my my uh, older younger sister, um made ugh, made um she cured uh salmon so like salt cured it and it's a scandinavian style curing so it had this specific um uh other spice or whatever that ha- that has like a black licorice flavor but then you scrape all that off um mm-hmm. eventually so it's not too overpowering and then she put that on like pumpernickel bread and, and then there's this like mustard kind of uh mustard herb sauce to go oh my god it was really good but it's gravlox you know so it's another jewish thing but it was like a scandinavian version so um very good uh i got um and then everyone said uh uh they had planned this months ago but uh everyone was asked to say a nice speech about me which was very hard so it was a very it was a very nice um pause only Yes. It was a pause night. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was very heartwarming. It was very nice. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, still need to still need to do something with the friends for the birthday. Yes. Um, but uh, eventually we'll have just everyone. Uh, but it's tough just because, again, you know, some there's a lot of kids involved and some of them aren't good with dogs. And so it's, it's it would be very chaotic, like super chaotic right. with, you know, 30, 35 people in there. But we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, it's like you'd have to board them or someone or just yeah watches them in a house separately because the yeah, because because sisters, two dogs come over, mom's dogs come over and then old Gaylor's dog uh, comes over. So there's six, six dogs running around and also. Most of the time, they they tire themselves out within the first hour, and they're just kind of you know looking around for food and stuff. But um, but uh, anyway, that's what I'm saying. No, your parents and everyone couldn't just leave their dogs at home for a night. Well, they yeah, they could. They totally could. Uh, but it's usually it's it's yeah. It's, it would it would depend on the situation where it's there's going to be some dogs here, um, and uh, I would want to. It's one of those things where it's like if everyone's here, then couldn't leave like our dogs would have to be upstairs in a crate they'd be barking the whole you know what i mean if it was like if well, it was, i mean or if it, was, if it was like just your two dogs and not everyone right. brings the goddamn you know we totally to town. yeah because yeah. then we would actually have help with people like that's you know, what i mean holding yeah. the leashes or whatever if the kids were still scared of them or something so right. um but uh anyway but uh nice problem to have um we got uh two outdoor heaters as well like the propane heaters i had to build them that was a whole fiasco with Home Depot because we bought fully assembled ones and then mm. not deliver fully assembled ones, but it's fine. Right, right. We got the delivery fee refunded. Uh, and then we got our 
our like combined birthday and Christmas present from Sarah's family. We've got a new TV to replace the oh, nice. downstairs and got the AV guy leading back to the AV guy <laughs> story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was here this past Friday. We also, they, uh, Sarah's mom did not want the amazing, beautiful sound system that she, they were oversold from the Magnolia theater company that the, the douchebags that work in Best Buy to sell you right. the super fancy brand stuff. So it's amazing. So we took their their stuff that's three years old, their their um their former sound system, which was a huge improvement over ours, uh, and uh, but got a new LG G two, which is the BTQ. Oh yeah, OLED. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's the gallery. The G is for gallery, so it's like the Samsung frame, uh, where you can have like um uh you know it has like pre pre made or you can make your own like art slideshows. So if you don't want the TV on but you can have like background stuff it has like masterpieces or you can have your own or it has like meditation things or whatever um and it basically just means also that oleds can they don't do it much anymore but oleds can suffer from uh screen burning kind of like old plasmas or old projection tvs um but only if you're like playing a video game and the same heads up display is on the screen for like nine hours straight without change you know so so like someone's twitch exactly yes right. if they're but, streaming super long and yeah and, and those are the you know those little menu bars will might burn in or something or whatever right? you can get like you get the best picture because each each pixels you know individually yeah. lit and colored and all that stuff but um but uh, anyway not I really like, much anymore yeah. they also they all have also their built-in own built-in screensavers now too where they just kind of mm. go dark or whatever so yeah I just feel like that has to be a joke people have been making. Hey, my my TV. I'm not I'm not homophobic. I got one of them LGBTQ pluses. <laughs> <laughs> See, it does uh, all the channels, does colors, does everything. It's got apps built in. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob. You can't work at Costco. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> what about my commission? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember here since 2012. Um, but uh, yeah, because we've had that same tv like i have a nicer tv up from you know that i bought for my ps5 basically a few years ago up in the cat room but um uh, i had that second ps5 sitting in my closet for like a year that i bought from your brother um and so now that's finally the media hub downstairs uh because also we're gonna that hogwarts legacy game comes out in february and that'll be a game that uh sarah will be like my kind of director like i'll be actually playing the game but she can she'll like decide on the character creation and the choices and like all that stuff too. So we'll play that kind of together and then we can have the choice to do it downstairs or upstairs now um, because it's the same system. So, nice. um, but yeah, got uh, yeah, the new sound, the wall, the new hand-me-down sound system and that all set up. All the wires are now in the wall, which is very nice. Um, and uh, yeah, the picture is, is uh, much improved um, over the last one, but uh um and then oh and he also the previous owners they had a sonos six system a sonos like sound system hooked up um into the speakers that are in the ceiling out in the the uh patio area and then up in the master bedroom mm. and we didn't know because they fucked up a lot of stuff leaving like they just ripped stuff out of the walls and like whatever so we didn't know if it worked we just let it sit there until you know we got an av guy to because i've never used an av guy i've just hung the TV and fucking the wires and all that shit myself, but I did not, I wanted to get it. I wanted to get his recommendation, like professional recommendation on what we should do with like the sound in the room and blah, blah, blah. Um, cause we use them for a bunch of work at, um, Sarah's parents house recently too. So anyway, um, uh, now we can, 
the Sonos units themselves worked. He had to like redo the wires, so they they fucked up the wires completely. But he just cut them back and put a new end on them and all that stuff. And and uh, yeah, now we can have the fucking music ambiance out in the uh, the patio or up in the master bedroom. So nice. Um, you, did you say you would or wouldn't do full TV outside too? Uh, probably just not projector. at this point. Yeah, because it's like. <sighs> I don't know. Like the TV is right there. We have that big old, uh, they call it the glass wall, the big back door we have, you know, so mm-hmm. we would have that. We could have that whole thing open. It would be the same shit, but right. right. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, super nice. Kind of, I kind of almost feel like fully moved in now that that's done for the most part. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to take the TV. We took off the wall, put it upstairs where there's a really old shitty and even shittier TV and just put it up there with the sound bar and the old, like the PS4 pro that was down here and stuff just to, just to not not use it but uh yeah other than that um oh but yeah he the av guy super super great guy but uh old school gentleman i will say Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and a couple things talked about um uh how his one of his favorite things on fridays you know when when it's happy hour weeks over I love going and ordering food. And we we were talking about Bon Chan, the fried chicken place, which he called right. Bong. He wouldn't he wouldn't not call Bong Chong. And I was like, oh, it's Bon Chan, no G. He's like, yeah, yeah, Bong Chong. Like, like and then it's like, okay, nah, I got you, buddy. It, it literally he talked just like you talked. Like that's yeah. it. And uh, uh, <laughs> he then said he we were talking about good Asian restaurants, and he he lives down where Cody used to live. Uh, one of the viejos down there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, he was like, he's like, oh yeah, I got this. <laughs> Sorry, he said I have this. Uh, the ch racial epithet for Chinese. Yeah, I got this. Hmm. Like when you're saying a, you know, a dent in the armor, right? That phrase. Right. You don't want to blink twice if you know what I mean. Oh. But he literally, without missing a beat, he was like, oh, yeah, we got this. Because I, I said, oh, if you ever go to the San Gabriel Valley, that's where a lot of uh, first generation Chinese immigrants came over. And that's where like Panda Express was born. And like, there's all if there's a lot of really good, authentic, like award winning Chinese restaurants out there. He's like, oh, yeah, we got this, ch- you know, restaurant. Yeah. And then he stopped himself. <laughs> and he was really embarrassed. He, but then he just mumbled. He was like, you know, uh, grew up in the 80s, you know. <laughs> we, were, we were dying. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was quite the moment. But, grew uh, up in the 80s. I love that because it, it used to be like, oh, they're from like the, a different time. Yes. Know, the, yeah. the 40s. <laughs> nope. I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, but no, he was like, he's like, yeah. When happy hour comes around, man, I like, he's like, Ooh, today I'm going to go over to that bong chong. I'm going to, uh, uh, go to the seven 11. That's right next. I'm going to order oh, go to the seven 11. That's right next door. Have some white claws in the car and then take it home. And, white claws in the uh, car. <laughs> you're going to drink and then dry. Yes. <laughs> like you're, that's your goal. <laughs> and he's like that. He's like, that's one of my quote favorite things to do on Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That right. reminds me of, um, Larry, when he worked, so he was a logistics manager, but worked in a warehouse Mm -hmm. for all the 7-Elevens in SoCal. Got it. Uh, So, but he had to deal with all these truckers and like warehouse dudes. And of course he's a college boy, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're getting me horny. (laughs) Yeah. One one guy was, you know, a lot of Cholo fellows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess he's like, (laughs) one guy's like, yeah, my favorite Friday or Saturday afternoon is to, (laughs) you know, when it's bright but then i i put my blinds down really dark 
and I just drink Coronas or Coronitas, which are yeah. the small Coronas, small and just watch <laughs> scary movies all day. That's my ultimate day. It's like, <laughs> fucking don't get them. <laughs> make it dark inside and just get wasted watching. Yep. <laughs> but again, this hardcore like Trollo gangster guy, but his his favorite time to relax. <laughs> Some scary movies and, and ambiance, like the Coronitas. So it's it's yeah, like it's like saying bottles. like I get it's like saying like you know I get a bunch of fun size Snickers, you know, a bowl of right, fun right, right. You know, just have of, a couple Snicker bars or something. Part of the fun of eating them is opening it, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe to him it's the crack of the bottle, like the right, just that that crush, thing, yeah, you know. <laughs> Hey, it's yeah, fresher he longer. Owns one, and then he just yeah. loves the finishing it, and then going. It on. never goes flat. Yeah, he right. feels tough. Yeah, yeah, pounding a whole bottle in one city. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I hope that our AV guy got home safe. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's uh, no claws when you're no laws when you're drinking claws. Drinking claws. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so nice to get that up. Nice to have the uh, and the and the. The PS5 has a media remote, which is much simpler than the PS4 generation's media remote. So if you don't want to use the, well, the PS5 is the dual like the controllers. It was always the DualShock controller. But if you don't want to use that to like, you know, play your, you know, streaming apps and DVDs and stuff. Uh, but the PS4 and PS3 generation were like these gnarly, like universal style remotes with 800 buttons on them. This one, they just copied like the Amazon fire stick and the Apple TV style remote. Right. Like so it's like 10, 10 buttons, buttons super yeah. simple, really easy, super nice remote. So got that set up in there, but, um, uh, looking nice and clean, but, uh, yeah, excited. Uh, been wrapping all the presents. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner. So having a big, uh, Italian meal Christmas Eve, probably having a much more, um, small, meal a prime rib meal on the on christmas night with uh, the in-laws and uh yeah other than that uh nothing too crazy i mean today is today is sarah's actual birthday so happy birthday sarah See. celebrated this weekend but um uh yeah what are you what are you guys christmas plans uh christmas eve my mom's christmas day my brothers we'll see about other family members <laughs> uh, and then we'll do a call with um my wife's uh, family because they're all on the East Coast. Right, 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 right. It both is it? It's it both uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey, or, uh, or no, sorry, Florida and Pennsylvania. Florida, yeah, and then uh, the Penn tri-state area, PennIsland.com. Yes, that's where she grew up. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's enough. We can get into yeah, we this are episode will probably be pretty in. quick, anyways. Yes. <laughs> Again, very boring, very no real updates. Nothing ancient in the in the least at all. Somebody no, mentions no. at one point they've been, you know, coming here for thousands of years. That's the only mention of ancient. Oh yeah, that was Paul right. Hellyer or whatever, the, the Canadian right, right. defense guy. And or, then the Israel people are like, we're in contact. Right. We're with part of aliens the or something. General a shed. Um, but uh speaking of that shed in the backyard. No. Um yeah, this episode is I, I was surprised. Again, it's not like it's anything new, like you said. But the second half of the episode at least kind of put the information together. I'm not even gonna say in an interesting way, but at least it was like, okay, yes, I could just go to, to Twitter and and look up all these little factoids, but it, it just kind of put it all together and gave you some statistics of like, you know, the countries that are trying to do it right with UFO stuff, whatever. But 
Um, it was more that like it wasn't interesting. It was just new for the for ancient aliens, I guess. Right. It's still, an episode where I was constantly pausing, going back. You know, my dog would want to play or something, and I would just be distracted. I felt like I felt like it took three times as long to watch the episode than the forty two minutes the episode is. Right. So, um, it is this this is this this episode should have just been called the disclosure event, like the last, right. Part. I'm like, this, this feels when I started watching, I'm like, did I watch this already? I know I it's the same the right fucking episode as the season opener of this season. You know, like it's another excuse to do more UFO Twitter facts, you know, like just here, here's a news roundup. Yeah. And it's like, and I get it. Like I think post, um, the, the executive producer passing away, I think they're just like, Oh, we got to get trendier with our stuff. We got to have current events mixed in here more. And it's like, mm-hmm. Guys, like the people, even the middle-aged people that are that this show is tailored to or you know catering to, they already know this shit too. They're reading the news every fucking day, you right. know. Like, so it's it's not really new to anyone. But yeah, it's it's uh, it opens with John uh, Pizzagate Podesta um, and George Knapp is on again. Again, like I feel like they must have gotten like, I mean, it's nothing new, but it's like they must have gotten Podesta, Ryan Sprague, you know, uh, George Knapp for a day. And they're probably going to get nine to 15 episodes out of those clips. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be so many opportunities to use their sound bites for uh, what I'm sure will be many future current events episodes to come. Yeah. But, uh, um, they're just kind of listing off countries that have been tracking UFO sightings. They're saying Chile is, is number one. Um, and uh, shout out to Francisco, who is a, a, a long-term ARMA member, even longer than me. He lives in San Diego, but he is of Chilean descent. He comes up and trains with us sometimes, but um, he's back in Chile for the entire month of December for Christmas. But um, anyway, Chile is by far the most forward-thinking and open-minded. And Sukler, we get a Sukler here, of course, comments on uh, South American heritage, and he says, I think they're more open-minded because it's part of their heritage. They've been talking about people from the sky, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this entire show is about how all cultures have talked about people from the sky, right. teaching them things and whatever, too, but whatever. So um, they're still showing... Do, uh, they're showing they're, what I, I will give this episode that their credit that there is a lot of UFO videos in this episode. At least there's like footage of UFOs slash UAPs. So I'm like, okay, at least that's something. Whereas in the past, they would constantly just recreate stuff with shitty CG and stuff, right? Right. Uh, but unfortunately, they're still showing some debunked videos that have been very much debunked for many years. But um, Japan is one of the more skeptical countries when it comes to UFOs. Even as recent as 2018, they were denying the existence of them officially to the public and saying that we're not going to go down any paths of how do we defend ourselves? How do we study them? Blah, blah, blah. They, they publicly denied it. Um, and uh, they have like this guy that appears once, this tall, goofy, like, why can't talks like this? Like really weird, like whatever. He, of course, is part of the Japan Extraterrestrial Intelligence Research Group. Uh, and he was talking about General Sato, not to be confused with the Sato from Karate Kid 2, who still has his open challenge with Mr. Miyagi uh, and says to come back to Okinawa and challenge him. Like, or he'll destroy their old village. But um, but anyway, General Sato, as part of the uh, Japanese Air Force, is was like one of the, the few uh, high-ranking officials that spoke out and said, 
we should study what these people or at least at least believe some of these people look into it somewhat yeah right and and he's like these are pilots and civilians alike right and he's on he's on the show too and so uh, older much older gentlemen but they were instructed at the time to remain silent um but in 2020 the new defense minister um told the military to to try and capture any and all ufo or unexplained encounters on film um so that they can be studied right so and Sprague is on. He's like, it says to me that there's clearly something going on in the skies over Japan, maybe somewhere in the skies, like, <laughs> or maybe Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next segment, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the royal family of England, of merry old England. Do they love UFOs? Well, Prince Philip apparently did. Um, they, 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 they do these little like cold opens, uh, to the segments now too, where it's like, uh, parliament summer 2021. And it's, uh, the Baroness Annabelle Goldie was asked the question, um, uh, is there a threat, a UFO threat to the British people? Because it was right at like the next day after the big 2021 USA UFO report had been released. And she said, there's been no proven threat. Um, and this guy, Gary Heseltine, <laughs> he's on, he's from the international coalition of extraterrestrial research, very Midlands guy, like barely moves his face. He's like, no, you have to read between the lines there, but you go and over like what she, what she said was there's no perceived threat or proven threat. So you have to think like, so the whole thing is, and then there's a lot of Nick Pope in this episode talking about how, yes, you have to read between the lines. They're just doing the fucking same, um, uh, kind of wink wink you know nudge nudge sort of we're not saying it's not real but we're not saying it is real kind of thing right um but uh, after prince philip uh died in 2021 so prince philip was queen elizabeth's husband uh the duke of edinburgh where i live now now i'm the duke <laughs> that's why i moved there i couldn't reveal it um but uh anyway island uh, life for me brother <laughs> i'm not an assassin <laughs> or anything don't think that um but uh with childress chimes in here to explain uh uh how much of a of a big um uh sensation it was when prince philip died and it was revealed that he was a ufo nut uh and childress chimes in and says there was a bit of a surprise to the british public that uh, uh that was it prince, prince philip had a huge collection of books on ufos and went right back to the 1940s and uh some of them were um my you know from my library he uh, got together with uh richard gear and made some phone calls and got some of our works night but um nick pope says uh uh he even had uh witnesses interviewed secretly all of this was highly sensitive uh had the news gotten out that he was researching ufos it would have caused a sensation uh and they uh, they kind of bury the lead because then they tell this is one where I had to rewind it a couple times. I was like, wait, who is this guy that saw the UFO on Lord Mountbatten's estate or <laughs> whatever? But they were trying to tell the origin story of Prince Philip uh, of his interest in UFOs. So there was this guy, Fred Briggs, who was a bricklayer. This was like in the 60s or something. He worked for Prince Philip's uncle, Lord Mountbatten, who was a very high ranking. And they called him a sea lord uh, <laughs> in the British Navy. But um, <laughs> he owned this estate out in the country. The bricklayer was riding his bicycle to the estate, was out by one of the big fields. A, U a big cigar-shaped UFO was there and apparently knocked him off his bike with some force. Uh, so he goes and tells you know Lord Mountbatten, whatever. Uh, this was the guy I couldn't remember his fucking name on episode one, 
uh, Alejandro Rojas. He he has that voice and he talks like this. And he's the one <laughs> yeah. that he's the one that criticized Ryan for not being woke enough about you know right. the ancient aliens you know theorists being racist. But now he's on this fucking show. Yeah, but now we're all on the show together. Right. See, if we just call them out, they invite you in, and then it's fun because they're <laughs> yeah. famous and they're on TV. It's a nice payday, you know. Yeah. Um, but because uh, <laughs> who's the Indian guy that sounds like that too? That Galaguan, uh, uh, Praveen. Yeah, yeah. It's Praveen something. <laughs> <laughs> now the Vimanas are uh, yeah. a big belt shape deal, whatever. <laughs> uh. It's actually, uh, you know, Hindu word for penis, you know, <laughs> bell-shaped craft. Yeah. Or if you had too many white claws, a bell-shaped craft. <laughs> out here, uh, out here by the Great Lakes, you know, by yeah. uh, El Erie over here. You know, where my 7-Eleven is on my way home over to <laughs> get some bong wong. I think I mentioned two or three restaurants, because as we were having this conversation about restaurants and like fried chicken and stuff, every one of them everyone he literally was like oh by the 7-eleven over there <laughs> yeah that's his point of <laughs> which i'm kind of learning that 7-eleven and i'm i might sound really naive but like 7-eleven is yes it's always been kind of crusty and whatever but it's definitely seems to be a place for alcoholics to feed their habit kind of thing. it seems like a very alcoholic heavy place yeah and know? i think it's just it just kind of a blue collary, right like that's where i can go really quick to get snacks cold True. drinks yeah yeah load up yeah Hot they've got beer i don't think they have hard alcohol but that's like when sterling worked at that liquor store it wasn't far off yeah. of a vibe from a 7-eleven and yeah alcoholic straight up because again they sell the party size like snack size bottles right right, right. and they would just get that because they know they will <laughs> the not liquor kill themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i get my vodka right. um jam it my vodka tonight uh but yeah they because they know they're going to KO the whole bottle. So if they just have a few minis, they're, they don't have to worry about killing themselves. Right. They can pace themselves or not look like completely. Well, they're not going to pace themselves. They're just going to be well, out of alcohol and can't go to the store. True. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they and they at least aren't going to look. They think they're not going to look as much of it, like as much of an alcohol. Right. Right, right. Right. Three, you know, fucking handles of. Yeah. Like every week. Whatever, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a bottle filled with the little bottles, and it's really right. hard. <laughs> it helps. It's like the slow feeders for cats and dogs. Where exactly. It helps them to yeah. Pace themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, Al- he, he uh, Alejandro Rojas. There, there's a there's a lot of. I mean, ultimately, this is the fucking we're broken records now. This is the show. It's introduce one thing. Here's seven people saying the same thing in slightly different ways. Um. But uh, uh, in 1988. Uh, a document was found. This is all getting into more of the British government and how they do things or how, how they've done things. It's, it's how it's the world on alert. So it's like a small little history lesson on the big powers in the world or like major countries that actually have an opinion on the UFO thing and what their history is and what they're doing now is kind of the theme of this episode. So uh, in 1980, 1988, they found a document from 1951 which confirmed the existence of something called the Flying Saucer Working Party, which was uh, a, like a, a group that only lasted less like less than a year, um, a li- like kind of a little Project Blue Book, but much more mellow, where there was a bunch of collected military witness reports of UFOs. Five scientists went through all the data and delivered this report like seven, eight months later, um, and basically saying, 
this can all be debunked as not being paranormal. So uh, they shut down that group, but Winston Churchill, uh, fresh off of his success in World War II, became the prime minister again. And he literally, is. this was like the one fact that I never knew, but he, um, when he became prime minister, like many, you know, country leaders, they're like, hey, so what's up with all this UFO shit? Can you tell me? And um, uh, they told him, there's nothing going on, but then he set up the the very program that Nick Pope was a part of a couple mm, years later mm-hmm. in like 1953. Yeah. So that was like a fun little, I guess, uh, factoid inside. Like, yeah. But um, uh, England still has never really shared anything in a major way like the USA or South America has. Like USA very recently has or South America has for since like the 90s. But they have kind of been slightly more open as they've like trucked along doing it for like decades, you know, they've like, they've, they've had a little bit more of a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing, as opposed to America always saying, no, we have never done anything like that. And we aren't doing anything like that. They were, they were lying. So, uh, France, they move on to France. France has a much more open, uh, kind of dialogue with its public in terms of science stuff. And they, they seem to see, um, Basically, their program, which is called uh, Guy Pan, which is interesting. It sounds like a very you know Chinese. Mugu Guy Pan. Thing. Yeah. Uh, it's G-E-I-P-A-N. And it's like the group for extraterrestrial intelligence, something, whatever, right? And um, it's an A-tip style program, but it has nothing to do with threat identification. It's just about, again, collecting reports from the military or the public or from astronauts because the, the main group that's running this are scientists and they're not military folk even still later i write it down later like um uh corbett jeremy corbell or somebody says like there's this really cool kind of a uh trifecta where the military will give the information the raw reports to the sky pan group or whatever the the space the nasa of of uh france and then they will like try to you know uh, assess the data in some way and then they will share that assessment with the public and then that feeds more reports back to the military and whatever so much more of a, an open kind of um, uh, open mindedness about this because right. they're, not, they're not automatically like most countries going the first thing you have to do is detect is this a threat or not you know they're just saying hey this phenomenon is happening we should study the patterns or lack thereof right so and this is when it gets turned in the hands of scientists and not just military right uh, Corbell is a hundred percent on board with the French people. He's stoked on them. Um, it's funny cause Corbell literally looks like, um, the Chad meme, like where it's, you know, right. like where there's like the nerdy internet person saying one thing and then the blonde bearded Chad guy just calmly stating a fact or like, you know, something else like, yeah, yeah but he literally looks like the fucking archetype of that. Um, Children's Trams in and they're talking about a few a few of these stories, right? There's there's over 400 incidents which still cannot be explained. So that's like Project Blue Book times whatever, 12, 400 divided by 12, whatever that fucking is. But um, <laughs> but uh, Children's Trams in and goes, this French pilot saw a huge green fireball and, and it was heading right towards his jet and it braced he braced for impact. He thought he was going to get hit and uh, but it actually went off to one side in the last second and clipped the wing of his jet fighter but two other pilots behind him saw the same thing so uh they that's a pretty gnarly you know thing where especially because it's a it was a green ball of light a green fireball or whatever Mm -hmm. um i wish they would have talked about like did they study any remnants that were on the wing that was damaged or like you know whatever it was but yeah any debris or left behindings right yeah (laughs) 
debris freeze <laughs> or left behind things. Oh, I got some uh, left behindings here. <laughs> you find lots of cool shit in the Seven Eleven parking lot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of leave behind. Eleven trucks. Hell, right, I, you know, hell I've left some behind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just used condoms. Yeah. Uh, jerk condoms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jamaican jerk condoms. <laughs> yeah, you know, I give myself the old white cloth. You know what I mean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I grew up in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> that was his one, and we're and we were like, it's fine because he felt really bad saying it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, we grew up in the eighties. <laughs> Wasn't going to school and saying, hey, let's go to that. Yeah, you know what restaurant? Panda Express for it. Oh, and then this was kind of interesting. There was a you know set like linda molten howe and childress and everyone are telling the same other incident which was that these uh, pilots for like minutes looked at found this craft that looked like it was kind of made out of like molten lava and it was changing shape from like the classic saucer to a really thin disc to like a bell which was really interesting um lots of witnesses that's a pretty big one 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 of the many that the french uh organization has shared with the public so uh but then they ask what about Speak of the devil, the Chinese. Uh, we go to uh, Hangzhou province in China, where at the Zhanshou Airport uh, runway in 2010, it's one of the busiest airports in the world, I guess. Um, there were uh, UFOs. There were lights in the sky. There was kind of disc-shaped one and a cigar kind of shaped one. They were showing some cell phone videos. Um, but uh, they literally shut down the airport for an hour, and they diverted 18 flights. Uh, an investigation was launched, and Childress uh, comments. Said, at that point, I mean, the Chinese said, we got to see what's going on here. <laughs> I'm glad he's commenting on the, uh, the communist, whatever Republic see. of China, but, yes. um, uh, Pope comes on. He's like, it's very difficult to know what those bastards are researching. <laughs> those woke motherfuckers. <laughs> those woke communists. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but he's like, he's like, so we don't know how they're researching UFOs, but we do know that they are in fact doing it, you know, sex, yeah. Um, but uh, in 2019, the Chinese acknowledged, uh, that there are, uh, they are looking for un- what they call unidentified air conditions. So they use a little more. Well, I, I was laughing at that. Yeah. I was like, oh, we don't know why it's so cold out here right. and where this wind's coming from. <laughs> it's an unidentified right. air condition. Or why it smells so bad in this crowded elevator. Exactly. <laughs> Um, they've uh, uh, actually coined a term which roughly translates to uh, quiet but murderous. <laughs> uh, they call it a floating biscuit. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's strange because a lot of them actually smell like fortune cookies. <laughs> you know, because they eat at the restaurant. Yep, that type of restaurant, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> God, there's a lot of uh, nuggets that he had. But I'll, I'll have to spread them out. <laughs> um, there also, this was interesting. There are massive uh, U- online UFO clubs. So like George Knapp was like, oh yeah, they have literally millions of members. They're putting our little MUFON groups to shame. But the difference is that these groups are like all, literally all internet and social media activity are heavily monitored by government agents. So yeah. Because this is the uh, uh, CCP, the Chinese Communist Party-run government. So 
Um, uh, China was also the first to admit that they're using actively developing and using AI to analyze patterns in these UFO sightings that are submitted or the reports. So that is interesting. But uh, can you trust anything that will come out of those findings? I don't know. Uh, Childress is very pro-communism. He says they've really uh, stepped up their own investigation, and it's the it's literally the People's Liberation Army who's spearheading this. So. Um, even just that name, God's created the people's liberation army. Right. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're like enslaving Muslims in work camps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we zip over to Tel Aviv, Israel, July, 2020. This is where we get all the general Ashed stuff. It's high. I'm a shed. Uh, and, uh, I am a shed. <laughs> I'm engulfed by the earth. <laughs> I owe the rat man quite a bit. My pronouns are shed glory hole. Uh, <laughs> Whack and station. Right. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, he, he stated in 2020 that, uh, the UFOs have asked not to disclose they exist because the public is not ready. And Childress kind of expounds upon, uh, Ashed's whole deal. He says, you know, General Ashed stated publicly that Israel and the U.S. and other Western nations are part of a, a literal federation with extraterrestrials, something similar to what we see in Star Trek. It's a, it's a galactic federation of extraterrestrials and they are uh, wanting earth to join this federation a shed was the head of the space program for 30 years so this is a very credible source we're talking about here george knapp you know agrees like oh you can't get more credible than the guy that was you know the chief you know, he was an engineer he was a he was a pilot he was a this and i mean he's been running the show for decades and blah blah, blah. so not just an ninja far right yeah <laughs> uh you got to keep those engineers close yes. and your and your far is even close <laughs> jafar <laughs> the evil wizard that uh, general shit is just merely a street rat <laughs> uh <laughs> the rat man say you can pass mr jafar in Jaffa, uh, which is kind of like a drunk Iago, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever? Oh, you're down by the Seven Eleven over there, right? <laughs> Ugh, uh, I'll pay you five dollars. We can do white cloth stuff to right. each other. He's <laughs> <laughs> really into white cloth stuff. It's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy that Gilbert Godfrey is dead, right out of the. <laughs> He like he seemed like someone who wouldn't be healthy, but he didn't seem unhealthy. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But maybe I don't know because I can't remember what he exactly. I don't know if it was cancer or what. But I think it was a broken heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had like a young wife and a kid and like all that stuff. So I don't know. But yeah. obviously a very stressed out man in general. Oh yeah, <laughs> Howard Stern. But um, yeah, love that Joker, Linda. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like oh. General Shed is one of the most fascinating humans on this planet. I just love him. I want to just motorboat the living heck out of his little Jewish face. No, she doesn't say that, but she says he's one of the most fascinating human humans on this planet. Um, and uh, Souk says, uh, it cannot be dismissed offhand. Gener he means General Shed's statements. Because there were udders, big milky udders. No, but he uh, he's saying there were more high-ranking officials, just like Canada's Paul Hellyer, um, who's been on the show many times before. He has a really tough for me to look at mole thing on his, the bridge of his nose. They like, right. like into his eye, but, um, they show his, you know, fucking rush, you know, his RT his Russian TV appearance and all that shit. And, uh, uh, 
and Nick Pope is kind of asking a fair question. He's like, I never thought of this. He's like, he's like, what's really going on here? Are these people like trying to disclose themselves or are they part of some bigger strategy with, with people in high, high uh, positions all around the world? And because uh, he's, he's like, the backstory is we've been lying to you about this for 80 years. So how do you like disclose these, these facts, but then exonerate the, exe- the, the very governments that were, were just, were lying to you. Know? So he's saying like, maybe these old retired guys are part of the, just the actual disclosure strategy because it's like, he, because Pope, he's like, you're never really out of the business when you retire, you know, from these like from fucking deep government positions. And so, because you know too much, right? So the people are going to keep tabs on you. So he's saying like, maybe these old, per, like the uh, old persons, these old people are part of the strategy of the current government officials and employees to be like the face men for this disclosure. This is the slow rollout of disclosure while while almost making it seem like it like separates themselves from the government, even though they're still technically part of the government and it makes the government seem less of a big, bad, you know, a bunch of men in black kind of style X files shit, you know? So, um, interesting, interesting thought that they are being used as kind of shills for this whole thing. But, um, the last segment here, uh, Joe Biden, sleepy Joe, as some people call him, uh, attends. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just saw the line up there was completely. Oh, <laughs> the, the I was letting you go. There's nothing to jump in. The EDP so. <laughs> um, but uh, thank yeah. you though for checking. <laughs> June 21, uh, Biden attends the his first NATO summit, and on the agenda is to expand Article Five, which is the the defense the national defense clause um, that protects land, sea, and air. But they added outer space to those locales. So. Uh, the, the, now that the whole outro here is just a bunch of speculation. Is this the real disclosure? Like, you know, is, is it are, now, is it really going to happen? It's like, you guys just asked this three episodes ago, but, um, but then they kind of have like a kind of a hippie, uh, which is funny that Nick Pope even says this cause he's very anti kind of hippie shit. Right. <laughs> right almost right. all right. But, uh, uh, he's like, it's only when nations collaborate that we can truly understand the UFO phenomenon. And then like. Sukes talks about Reagan's, you know, President Reagan's famous features like, I wonder if uh, an out- an outer space threat came to this planet, how quickly we'd put aside our differences and, and right, uh, right. you know, whatever. The Watchman theory right there. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, wow. Spoiler alert for. <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, but Sukes apparently thinks he's better than Reagan. Um, and he says, he goes, he goes, we got to stop seeing all of these as threats though. And just as an extension of who we are and where we come from and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the end is, you know, it's, you know, will the world ever put aside its differences and come together for come and come and, and doing, you know, leaving to go bags at the Seven Eleven parking lot, <laughs> all, all the unhoused can consume for protein. Will they start charging $10 for white cloth stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's such a bummer because he you know like we we worked with him for like and i and i uh speaking of white cloth i inserted myself into the the whole process mm-hmm. because i didn't want my in-laws to get screwed over again um because i researched and found this guy like and mm. i didn't want them to get screwed over again like three years ago when the magnolia theater dickheads from best buy completely sold them shit they couldn't that was overkill right. And they literally sold them a beautiful Sony Bravia XBR OLED TV, which mm-hmm. my parents took because 
it's fine. It's just that the smart TV menu system is very slow and chuggy. But my stepdad uses the fire stick completely. So he, he, that's yeah. not a problem for him. He bypasses it. So beautiful TV. They still sell that model of TV. Um, and uh, but the um, I, I was like there. Well, sorry. Oh, that was my point. They sold them a 4K TV. But the AV receiver that power that everything, all the sound passed through and everything was only a 1080p maximum one. So they, they mm. were getting a really nice picture because the TV would upscale everything. But it was they were never getting true 4K and it. it was like fucking insane. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, like I could not we could not fucking believe that. But um, anyway, so I researched this guy. I was over there at their house multiple times. I had to help him hang all these TVs because he doesn't mm. have like it, it kind of makes sense. Like if you're an AV like home theater guy, you only need someone's help for like two minutes. Right. So you don't need TV. a whole crew. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of times people aren't hanging them. They're on a stand or whatever. And so he's like, I can't I'm not going to pay a guy eight hours for doing four minutes of work, you know? Right. But, but then I'm like, well, I am the customer and I got to fucking do the work too. But he did, you know, obviously 99% of it, but, uh, but anyway, so we got to know him and stuff like that, uh, over the past few weeks, he's been doing, you know, he did like redid their internet over there, but it was just, it was very funny, uh, as he got more comfortable, clearly. uh, Right. (laughs) But then the look on his face, I never thought I'd see, I would get so real with him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that he, he he basically was like our friend on the beer there podcast right right he right had his slip up of a very similar kind yes uh, yeah but uh anyway i'll uh i'll give you his um he does good work if you ever want that kind of okay nice. yeah. <laughs> good drywall you can have some bong chong for him and some white claws and yeah, I'm probably down by that restaurant he went to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he lives over. He said it was uh, snowing. There was snow on the ground. Uh, this yeah, I heard people saying it's bullshit. Bullshit. Which, which. I mean, I think there's frost, frost can be on yeah. the ground. Your cat yeah. can be out on the ground out there. Exactly. Teleport, but in and separate herself, but um, separate herself. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> Doctor Manhattan um, almost said Mister Manhattan, but he worked hard for his degree. See in Manhattan studies. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the episode. Uh, the next episode is recovering the Ark of the Covenant, which I'm, I'll be very interested to see if that's just like clips from other History Channel shows and whatever. But at least it's a ancient aliens episode. Correct. Unlike this one, but uh, yeah. Other than that, oh boy, I got to do all this stuff. Hey, oh, that's, that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's almost was a probing deeper episode for a second. See? But, uh, yeah, yeah uh, support the show if you like the show. For that $5 tier, you're getting the most value there. Uh, two exclusive podcasts every single month. There's like 100 podcasts on our Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. Head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf discs. And disc golf apparel, and now with that beautiful physical location inside Cape and Cal Collectibles in Fountain Valley, California. That's 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C, Fountain Valley, 92708. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Probing Ancient Aliens, on Twitter at Probing Aliens, and uh, follow our uh, aforementioned disc golf content at puttfuckers p-u-t-t-p-h-u-k-e-r-z on instagram and on tiktok at p-u-t-t-f-c-k-r-s uh, other than that we will get hard for you again next week 
Bye. Bye.